0: Tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets is brought to you by Built Bar, a delicious and nutritious protein bar that I've actually been enjoying for breakfast these days. If you're looking for a low-calorie alternative to a lot of the less healthy protein bars out there, be sure to check out builtbar.com and take a cheeky $10 off your first order with promo code LOCKEDON. If you're listening to this Locked On podcast, I just wanted to say thanks again so much. This is, I believe, our 100th episode ever, which is, for me, pretty amazing. 100 days of Locked On podcasts. It's an honor to be here. I am very thankful that I get to do this. And as always, if you have yet to fully subscribe or follow, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets, and also follow me at hl HLLivingLoco, my personal Twitter account. You can find the show on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Megaphone, Spotify, Google, and the Apple Network. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On tonight's episode, we're going to be recapping some local and international sports news, which is uh, a couple of things that have happened over the past, I would say, 48 hours. Some of these events are probably going to impact the NHL in the very near future, especially as more sports leagues abroad start to open up and and resume operations. We're also going to briefly cover the Brendan Leipzig incident, which I think is going to be pretty big news over the next couple of days. If you have yet to see it, it's uh, it's not good, uh, is all I'm going to say, and it has to do with our use of social media, so... You're going to want to probably tune in for that part, especially if you have, you know, a little bit of an interest in in how we conduct ourselves online, engage others, and treat each other with respect and honesty. Last but not least, I will probably dig into, uh, we're still kind of doing these greatest games ever, but I thought it'd be fun to revisit one of the greatest Jets games ever in a, a very ironic sense. And for those of you who know, it has to do with the Philadelphia Flyers. And I'm sure that immediately conjures a lot of memories for folks. But first, we'll go through some of the international sporting news that has occurred. Sad news is that the Bundesliga, which is the German football organization and league, is actually coming back uh, potentially as early as May 15th. which I, I believe is uh, basically in a little over a week. May 15th is pretty early. I believe it should be the Saturday after next, although I'm very bad at dates and calendars these days, which is kind of funny because, uh, you know, when you have such a significant event like a major sports league coming back after all of them have been shut down, well, you know, you would think that that's something fairly notable. But we've actually had a couple of sports leagues already resuming. If you have any sort of interest in baseball, I'm sure that you are probably trying to satiate your your appetite with uh, Korean baseball. The KBO is actually pretty fun. I've seen pieces and snippets of it before. Uh, the KBO and the Japanese baseball leagues are all very entertaining in their own ways. But obviously this is kind of a different experience because now you actually have English broadcasters who are trying to commentate on the games. And it's kind of funny because most of them don't know who the players are. ESPN must be very desperate for content because they imme- immediately try to get the broadcasting rights. And I think they were like streaming through Twitter and a couple of other broadcast networks and stuff. I have to say that the, uh, let's just say that the English commentary is not so good. You might as well just watch it in Korean, because to be honest, I feel like the English commentating tends to be, well, pretty lackluster. It's clear that, you know, obviously people are, are a bit rusty, and they're trying to make things work as much as possible, but in my opinion, just let the baseball do the talking for you. We're all pretty starved of sports as it is and you know a couple of baseball leagues here and there that maybe don't have any commentary I don't feel like is the worst thing. I mean they're already playing in front of empty stadiums so it's not like we aren't accustomed to let's just say quieter ambiances. It sounds like the the Bundesliga is probably going to do the same thing. I feel like you can't have that many people in the presence of players or staff. I mean it's just a it's just a security risk and with the COVID outbreak mostly under control in Germany They're going to take as many precautions as they can. I do think that this has an impact on the NHL because I know that the the NHL is probably really anxious to get back to work at some point in the near future. I know that they were talking about the NHL draft being sometime in June, which, I I don't know, most people have been kind of against that whole thing, and I think it's, it's sensible and fair to call into question whether or not this is really a good idea. But for the sake of argument, let's just say it goes on. That would kind of have to mean that the regular season and probably the playoffs occurs sometime in the next couple of weeks. I would think that, or or I guess the only other way that they could do it is if they just kind of call off the season and leave the rankings as is and no Stanley Cup is awarded, but I feel like they're already talking about pushing it either at the end of this calendar year or into next to finish off the season. I just don't know how all that's going to work because, I don't know, I mean, you're, you're asking about draft rankings and trying to figure all of that out, and, um... To me it seems like a, a bit of a lost cause. I mean you're you're debating a, a draft for a situation where the finalized rankings aren't even there yet. So I don't 100% know what their plan would be to try and figure out, you know, who who is where in the standings and how to do it. Obviously teams like Ottawa and and San Jose are firmly in the bottom half, right? But by virtue of the draft lotto odds and stuff, you kind of have to make sure that when you lock a team in that they're actually going to stay stationary in that uh, rankings point and standings once, I guess, the draft occurs. As far as a league actually restarting is concerned, I know that they're still trying to figure out if they could actually play in one location or not. My take on it is that, yes, they could. They could pick like a relatively isolated place with low COVID-19 reported cases, but well, the, the situation gets really challenging, and I think that this is something that people don't really acknowledge. So you have the players and the staff and all that, but you also have folks who do maintenance on the arena, you have people who make deliveries with packages and gear, you have all of these potential inlets for like a COVID-19 entry point, right? So it's very hard to shut all of, all of these down, even with extreme precautions and measures taken and i think the other concern is that we don't really know what covid 19 does to the human body on a consistent basis because it seems to have a lot of varied reports of what it's doing some people it destroys bone marrow other people it severely damages your respiratory system and if you can imagine like a pro athlete who already stresses and drives their bodies to pretty extreme lengths you know what is that going to do to their their recovery rate are they going to have impacted breathing for the rest of their career? Are they going to have any sort of long-lasting health impacts that prevent them from playing the sport that they love? I feel like until we know more about what COVID-19 is and how much it does to our human physiology, I just I feel like it's a little bit soon. I know that Bundesliga is probably pushing for it, but Bundesliga also is, is very much threatened by the lack of TV coverage and exposure. They basically are reliant on income from TV deals, so I understand why Germany would be pushing for it. The Germans also have the situation a lot more under control than North America does. You know, the U.S. is already talking about reopening, and all I can think of is that there's just going to be a massive spike in COVID-19 cases, so I I don't really know how I feel about all of this. I feel like the NHL needs to do due diligence and probably limit it as much as possible, because you're going to have to quarantine players, you're going to have to quarantine anyone who comes into contact with them. It's... It's just a mess and a really difficult process, but I know that they're eager to resume the season, and I'm sure that they want to finish this out so that they can also get their own revenues. We all know uh, that uh, the NHL likes having a good deal on its hands, and speaking of good deals, I feel like I should tell you a little bit about Built Bar. I mentioned them earlier, but to be honest, I have to say I was skeptical when they said that they had a very good tasting and soft and sweet bar, because let's be honest, I've had a lot of protein bars that claim to do the same thing, and most of them are not that good. They're all very dry and unexciting. Built Bar is one of the few protein bars I've had that legit delivers on the promise, and let me be honest, it's really good. I've had a couple of different flavors, like I think I've had the banana chocolate, I've had the mint chocolate, and a couple of others. You can choose up to 16 different flavors, and they have 8 chocolate nut flavors, and they have 8 chocolate with nut-free ingredient flavors. The bars are covered in 100% dark chocolate, they're very soft, and I found that the, uh, the interior texture was actually pretty nice. The most impressive thing is just how healthy these things are. They're actually well under 150 calories on quite a few of the flavors. Just to throw a few out there, the coconut chocolate one has 130 calories, 18 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, 3 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of fat. Those are incredible ratios if you're into protein bars, especially for such a low calorie count. All of these are hovering around 30-35% to 35% of your daily uh, protein intake, so if you're somebody who likes to do muscle building and muscle workouts, this is very good. What's even better is that Built Bar has a special offer for our Locked On listeners. If you stroll on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code On, you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that's promo code On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. They taste great, they're healthy for you, and I can't recommend them enough. On the next portion of our show, I thought I would talk about the Brendan Leipzig incident, which, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, a uh, again, as I said earlier, it's pretty bad. Basically, I think a number of his Instagram and some kind of other chat service DMs were leaked. Now, you know, it's an obvious invasion of privacy, but the stuff Brendan was saying, it's just really inexcusable. He was fat-shaming a lot of players' wives. He was speaking about women in very derogatory terms. Supposedly, there's even a racist joke in there somewhere, which, wow, quite a laundry list for Mr. Leipzig I have to say and I think my first response is first off Leipzig should be ashamed I think that he definitely knows that he's been caught red-handed he issued kind of like a, a an apology of sorts but I feel like he the, the first issue is he starts off with somebody hacked my account and leaked these these texts which to me takes the onus immediately from his own culpability and responsibility and shifts it to somebody else now, he does bring the apology back to himself and says, you know, I said offensive and, and terrible things that I apologize and regret, but, you know, it's just, it's the same stuff that we hear from a lot of pro athletes or celebrities all the time. Growing up as a young boy, you know, in in gym locker rooms and stuff, I mean, you hear all sorts of garbage that you really should never be hearing in the first place, but all that said, what Brendan said doesn't have a, have a place really in the NHL, and I feel like the Caps are probably going to cut him because, let's be honest, this is... Once it's out there, it's out there. And I think that this kind of brings up an important conversation about how you conduct yourself online. I think a lot of people tend to assume that the the computer screen gives you anonymity and the free pass to basically say whatever you want, which, (laughs) let's be honest, it doesn't because somebody's always watching on the other end. And people, you know, you may think that it's funny and you may think it's a funny joke or, or, you know... You're having a good old laugh with your friends or family or whoever it is you're speaking with, but you really don't know how people react on the other end of that screen. You can only assume that their words actually reflect, reflect their true opinions and feelings and thoughts, which you can never know. And I think that Leipzig has now found out that somebody did not take kindly to what he said. I would imagine whoever leaked and hacked his account, or if it was actually hacked to begin with, and not just some one of his friends, you know, leaking these screenshots somebody very obviously felt that his character needed to be corrected. And then, of course, Leipzig has now gone through, I think this would be his fifth NHL organization if he ends up getting dropped, which now you're starting to see maybe why he was dropped in the first place, because it's it's definitely not a lack of talent. He's a very talented player. He plays a style that I think people generally appreciate, but for some reason he continues to seem to uh, get put out by all these teams. He even made fun of Nick Dowd and, I think, Garnet Hathaway which I I, uh, I don't really understand because those guys seem like really stand-up players. And also, I'm just remembering it's not Dow. Dow's our guy. I don't remember who the, the fourth-line guy for uh, for the Caps is. I think he's a centerman. But either way, whoever it was, you know, he called out his own line mates, and then he also talked about Jake Vertanen and basically said some not very nice things about him as well. And I just kind of think back to all of these times where pro athletes have tweeted out racist things or something, and you would think to some degree that they'd, they'd learn, but I think that... Leipzig felt that because he was in a private DM that it would stay private, and you just can't really assume that. Now, I I wouldn't say that this gives you a free pass to really hide your toxic beliefs, because very clearly that's not the case. I think that Brendan really needs to think very carefully about the words that he chooses and how they essentially paint his own character and reflect really on his views of others. It's obviously not a good look for a variety of reasons, but, I I mean, he talked about his own teammates and said that they were basically garbage, which I, I just feel it's almost like stabbing your friends in the back repeatedly and I mean you, you go to work with these people all the time. You know, I, I understand that there's some gossip that occurs in the workplace and all that. But you know, if if he was really calling them down and talking trash about them, I mean <laughs> there's a reason that people don't seem to like him right now and that he can't stay in an NHL squad. You know, he treated people and, and basically spoke about them with a, a serious lack of respect and to actually go behind their back and, and say these things I actually think says even worse about him. I mean, he doesn't even have the courage to put it out there publicly and in front of an audience. It's really a shame because I thought, you know, I was I was rooting for Leipzig when he went to Washington and he seemed like a great player. He was really fitting in and I felt like he was finally finding his NHL footing. But if this is why he keeps getting kicked out of locker rooms and why there are constantly rumors about him, then, you know, it's time for him to take a chill pill and sit out. I think that there's a good chance that he's probably found his last NHL gig because, let's be honest, now that this stuff is public, no one's going to sign him. Not in North America. The only way he's getting another contract is probably overseas, which, let's be honest, I mean, he kind of still gets away a little bit scot-free, even if he has to move abroad for a while. But I think my primary hope is that he learns from this, he kind of pledges to do better, and he actually does and follows through with it this whole shaming thing isn't supposed to be about just punishing people. It's supposed to help educate folks on how they really should be behaving and uh, treating others with respect. I mean, it's, it's not about punishing and being punitive. It should be a learning opportunity, not just for Leipzig, but for others who are are following his example right now and doing the same, doing and saying the same things, because, you know, people have said, oh, it happens in group chats all the time. It's like, well, if it's happening in group chats all the time, maybe there's a problem. I won't, uh, I definitely won't, Indicate that you need to read what Leipzig wrote, but it, you can certainly find the screen caps and stuff on Twitter. And I'll be honest, I'm just, I'm very disappointed, but I'm, I'm really not shocked again. I mean, this stuff exists out there, and it happens a lot. So, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully, others kind of wise up and understand that, that there are serious consequences for their actions, and uh, we all, we all grow up a little more and, and learn a bit more out of this. Are you ready for a, uh, a greatest games moment? That is probably not actually in the greatest games, but for Jets fans for a variety of reasons, most of them ironic, this game is always going to stand out as a true gem in Winnipeg's collection. And that game, if you've never seen it, is Winnipeg vs. Philadelphia on October 27th, 2011. I don't even know how to describe this game 100% because... Um, I don't know, man. It's just... You watch the replays, and you watch the highlights... And you just wonder how on earth it ever got to this point. But let's kind of break it down. So Winnipeg kind of goes through something of a a dry spell in the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of this game. Philadelphia sc- scored early. And it's not really surprising. I mean, Winnipeg's defense and goaltending were both trash. This is in like the really early days of the franchise. And Pavlik and company are, are kind of weathering some rough straits. But hey, the Jets are in the NHL, they're doing stuff, and here they're at, they're in Philadelphia against a team that's... The Flyers are, I think at this point, kind of okay, but, you know, obviously they have guys like Briere, Giroux, they had Bobrovsky still, Przgalov. Decent team, but a couple of weird defensemen and, and some interesting tactics from Peter Laviolette, mostly where they apparently forgot what de- defending was. But Philly breaks the ice open first, and of course the Jets are in some degree of trouble because they haven't had a shot on goal for several minutes, and then Winnipeg ends up getting like a tipped deflection home from the point, and all of a sudden the GST line, which many will fondly remember as being um, very difficult to watch most games, has like three of the next five Jets goals, which I don't even know how Winnipeg scored like five goals in the span of 30 minutes. But something happened where apparently every time the GST line was on the ice, they would get some ticked point deflection on net that somehow beat uh, Bobrovsky and kind of left him flat-footed. At one point, the Jets were up 5-1. And then, you know, Winnipeg ends up conceding one on, a, I think, like a two-man advantage to Philadelphia, this time to Giroux. And you think, oh, well, maybe, maybe the Flyers are going to get a little bit of life. But then Winnipeg comes back the other way and ends up scoring to make it 6-2. And at this point... The game should be pretty safe. Well, as it turns out, Winnipeg starts to implode towards the end of the second period and into the uh, the start of the third period, and I don't even know how this happened, but Winnipeg basically conceded like four straight goals, and then like a fifth goal, and the Flyers all of a sudden had the lead. The game tying goal uh, at six six from Matt Reed towards the early part of the uh, the third period was. Really emblematic of just the Andre Pavlik experience. I mean, the, the puck pops off of Pavlik. He has no idea where it is. And Reed just kind of skates around Winnipeg's defense, finds a gap, and scores, which in hindsight is really funny. In that moment, it was probably embarrassing more than anything because somehow Winnipeg went from 6 2 to 6 6. But wait, there's more, <laughs> if you can possibly believe that there is more in this game. Van Reemsteke a few minutes later, gets a goal, and then you think, oh, wow, the Flyers have finally taken the lead. And then here come the Jets, like, a, a few seconds later, with Bermistrov and Antropov combining to tie it at 7-7. If, Like, I don't even know if I could say if you couldn't believe it. I mean, this game was just absolutely insane. And as if that wasn't crazy, I mean, at this point, Brzezgalov is in net to relieve Borovsky if, if you can even call it relieving. But, you know, just a few minutes later, Mark Stewart fires a shot from distance that just cleanly beats, uh, or I think actually was tipped, and goes in. And I, what? Uh, a Mark Stewart 8-7 game-leading goal? All right, surely one of them had to be the winner, right? But there were 15 minutes left, and it wasn't the winner j v r who had I think the go ahead goal when it was like seven six ended up scoring again to tie it at eight eight and you thought, Wow, surely surely this is this is going to have to g- give I guess the flyers a little bit of a momentum boost, but instead, right before the end of regulation, the slightly infamous lad little wheeler line ended up connecting for the game winning goal at nine eight literally with about a minute and a half left in the game what what was this game? How does it even exist? I mean, you, you just don't see a game in modern NHL hockey with seventeen friggin' goals, dude. That is literally bat poop insane. And I think by by contemporary hockey standards, you just you'll probably never see something like that again. I I don't know if there's a level of badness from two teams where they actually contribute to to help the offense significantly. Usually when you have bad teams, it's just sloppy, unexciting hockey, and neither team can get much going. But here, no, everything was happening, and the goaltending was terrible. For the GST line to have as many points as it did that night, and in the way that they scored, it's just baffling. I mean, this is one of those moments that you can never really recreate, no matter how hard you try. And it truly stands as one of the most ironically perfect and amazing Winnipeg Jets games of all time. Truly a gem, and I'm I'm so glad it happened because we need comedy in our, in our lives every day nowadays. We all need something to distract us, and if you really want some funniness, just go look up this game, find the highlights, try and find a recording. It's hysterical, and it is so funny, so perfect, and it just really encapsulates the fact that, despite everything, Winnipeg never gave up and somehow still got the win. Talk about Go Jets Go, huh? Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this uh, bit of a uh, varied topic list tonight, but hopefully the retrospective on Winnipeg's apparent dominance against the Philadelphia Flyers while also barely making it over the finish line rekindled some fond memories of those early seasons. Before you log off, be sure to check out our Locked On NHL national show hosted by Sarah Avampado of the, I believe, the Ellie Kings Network. And her shows are always wonderful, so before you hit the hay, be sure to tune in and check it out. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great night, and go Jets go!